Limited potential. <laughs> Looking back, I almost kind of look wish I looked at the Civics. I'm seeing a lot of them, and they look pretty pretty decent. But like the know. new ones, yeah. I mean, they're over designed, but you know, a Civic's a Civic. It's known known for its quality. And but I went uh, I went back VW. I went and uh, I haggled me a good price. Nice dub. Yeah. No, I remember I was talking to my friend, and he also bought the same the Jetta, the top of the, line, the exact line, and. Uh, he didn't get that like safety assist package, like a thousand dollars, and he paid like a thousand dollars more than I did, and I got the thousand dollar package. So, I um, I don't know if I'd want to call myself cheap, but I'm a haggler. No, you're a hustler. I'm a hustler. That's there what I'm. You, you hustled your way in. Yeah, we're back. Look at us go. Nice little vacation there. Yeah, uh, a very, very long vacation. Yes. We're back, though, finally. Mm-hmm. The long-awaited return of the Unwritten Rule. I'm Matt. I'm hosting this week's episode. Luca, as always, with me. Thank you. And Frank has been replaced. Unfortunately, we had to replace him with Martin. Well, for today. We'll yeah. How's everybody doing today? I'd be more than happy yeah. to uh, take Frank's position. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, they're they're not big shoes to fill, so it's pretty simple. <laughs> we should have like a like a podcast off where where Frank and and uh, Martin just go off like kind of like a rap battle, like eight mile, but for podcasts. <laughs> We're gonna put them through a, a tryout. Idea. It's like the white version of Eight Mile, even though Eminem's white, but whiter than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So off the intro, you kind of got an idea. Uh, we're talking about the unwritten rules of buying a car. We've all kind of been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't, this episode's going to be pretty good. We're going to get some insider tips from a mechanic, Martin, who happens to be one. He knows the ins and outs of the car. He knows how to hustle. Yeah, you respect the car, Martin. Absolutely. We got a couple hustlers on the show. Yeah, and as Luca mentioned off the top, he uh, he knows how to haggle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I do. Maybe well, the funny thing is, like, after I thought I got a great deal, they're probably sucker. <laughs> yeah, to, to be yeah. fair, I've seen you haggle for Tim Hortons coffee. I've haggled for everything. Yeah, I mean, you never know unless you try. Yeah, to like, be fair. We rip Ashton for it, but I'm the secret cheap man. You taught him everything he knows. I am like the Yoda to his, I don't know who he is, but some sort of Star Wars reference. He'll, he'll get it. He'll fill it in. Yeah, he'll, he'll his connect soda. the pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Martin doesn't watch any Star Wars, you could tell. <laughs> so, the time's come for you to buy your car. Mm-hmm. You're, you need a car. Something's driving you to get one. Maybe your old one broke down, mm-hmm. or it just comes time to that point where you're reaching manhood, and it's you need the car or womanhood, whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah, I think, I think... Or you need to find a woman, and you need the car to oh, get the woman. There's yes. many reasons to get a car. There's and many. get the guy, if you're a girl getting a car. Yeah, yeah, very true. How do you go about figuring out your budget? Like where your price 
price point is that you can afford the car. I mean, for me, it was like, I look at the finance. I know a lot of people say it's great to buy used and like, I understand the logic. Like you get a few year old car and you get something way better, you know? Um, but I, I kind of just like the new because of like the warranty and all that stuff. So I look at the monthly payment as opposed to the actual cost of the car. So like right now I bought it for like, I don't like to do five years, but like I did my car for five years and it's at a reasonable monthly payment. So that's right. kind of where I go from the monthly payment. Uh, there was a Tesla put potentially in the works because the Ontario government had the incentive. So first thing I wanted to do is like, I'm waiting for that Tesla, but I'm going to wait for the base model because that's going to be about 38 grand after the incentive. Or if I buy it right away, which I could have, it was going to be 62,000, which is a big jump. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not saving that much fuel. I will probably not spend that difference in fuel uh, through the lifetime of my car. So yeah, so it came down to, my friend actually picked it up. He said it's eight year term, which is crazy. And he's paying like almost 900 bucks a month. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, I'm paying like $400 less. And I'm paying three years less, so for yeah. me to make it was a no-brainer. Yeah. What about you, Martin? What What was your factor for buying? You bought a car recently too, right? Yeah, yeah I bought a a 2015 X5. Nice car. Damn, really nice car. Yeah, yeah. Driving BMWs forever. I think I understand the BMW thing after buying this VW. Yeah. You know what it is? It's uh, like I, the German cars have the interiors, and I thought I was an interior guy, but this Jetta. I'd say the performance is not that great, especially going from a manual car to this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and BMW, yes, their interiors are nice. Maybe not as nice as a Benz or an Audi, but the performance of a, of a Beamer, like that straight six and like rear-wheel drive, I don't think you can you can touch that. Well, for me, it's it's looks, it's uh, power, and it's a driving experience. Yeah. So that's what I love about them. Yours is an eight-cylinder, so fuel economy wasn't... Six, six, six. Oh, it was a six? Twin turbo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But still, I'm assuming okay. fuel economy, my Jetta versus your car, it's no comparison. Uh, no, your, your Jetta is... Uh, have you gone through a tank yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing about like 550, 550 on a tank with like... I could probably do another stretch on another like 90K. How big is your tank? I only fill up like 46 liters. Is that it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I when I look at it, it says 90K left on my... On my range, but I've never been like to the point where I want to go close to. Okay, your car is way better. Yeah, my I have a ninety liter tank. Oh wow! And I get uh, now. Is that premium fuel too? Yeah, yeah, ninety four. It's like a hundred and thirty dollars. Oh fuck! But I'm getting. I'm gonna say the best one I've done so far is six eighty. I mean, it's not terrible. It's not terrible, but no, I mean, but still. I think that's something I would, you know, I consider just because I went from a diesel. So I think like maybe later on that's uh But for your car, so you, you you picked your car. Yeah. Did you pick it to save money for fuel or did you pick it to enjoy driving? I I went on thinking that the the nice interior, you know, the ventilated seats, all those high end tech stuff inside the car with good fuel economy. I'm like, I don't need a big engine. <coughs> You know, I didn't think I needed that power, like front wheel drive. Like it literally checks off the opposite of what I want in like a performance car. So it's front wheel drive. It's automatic. A 1.4 liter four cylinder. Like it's. It's a David Suzuki car. It is not fun. <laughs> I mean, like I haven't pushed the engine yet. So maybe when I, when, when the engine gets worked in, I don't know. What do they say? Like 3,000, 5,000 kilometers. Yeah. So I'm going to wait till 5,000 and then give it a little. Because I know when I test drove it. It felt okay, but still, like, automatic and... 
I don't know if if you if you think you're a performance person and you do if you make the switch that I did, you're gonna be shocked a little bit. Oh, for sure. So even my last car, it was a, it was torquey, but it was small and it was manual, so it had probably as much pull as this car, maybe less, probably less. But the manual made made up for that. So yeah. like, that's yeah. why I think I'm at an advantage at what I do because I drive like hundreds of cars every day, yeah. so I get to see what. Yeah. everything feels like you get a good sense before because you told me you drove the model 3 right yeah, the yeah. tesla and you said it was cool quick but it wasn't for you no 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 no. what is it it's i a, like the technology's unreal yeah the torque is unreal but uh for me i i love the sound of an engine yeah and uh i don't know i just i just i just enjoy it i, I thought i was going to be all aboard the green thing and i am I, i'm all for it <clears throat> but like ideally i know that the electric car is going to be taking over automatic is going to be the only thing you can get so my goal within like 10 years hopefully career works out and everything works out how i want it to is to get that like last 911 that's gas powered and manual yeah absolutely like that car will be worth a ton one day and that's that's when you buy a car for an investment that's actually an investment well, everyone's doing that now everyone's yeah. buying um v10s because they're gone V8s, they're almost gone like the 12 uh, cylinders even more so right and people are buying them just to hang on to them because they they know in 10 years when probably the only car you can buy is a four-cylinder turbo if you're lucky yeah and or hybrids or yeah. mainly battery power it'll be mostly like i think every car company uh i think they've set like even like 2022 2020 like depending on which car company they've set within the 20s to have gone all electric or yeah. at least have electric vehicles at that point. Especially in Europe. Europe's very, very much on the, like, pushing. I think Germany said by, like, 2030. Yeah, because they can't cars. sell their they can't sell their diesels anymore. Yeah. Like, the, the cars they were yeah. good at making do not pass their air quality standards because Volkswagen and probably a lot of other people were cheating on their diesel emissions. Mm-hmm. Like, they're getting screwed. VW, with their diesels, they're selling a ton of them over here because, like, they're supposed to be they conform to all environmental standards and they get that fuel economy it's it was it was a win-win it was a no-brainer. too good to be true and it, it was too good to be true so yeah when sorry to kind of just move the podcast along but when going and researching you know buying the car how much does insurance factor into it like how much time is spent like when shopping I, around at insurance for a decent rate when i was probably 16 till about 22 I would drive complete shit boxes just because of insurance. Yeah, it's killer. But now at our age, I, the insurance I, I actually really good. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean amazing. like I'm paying like significantly less, like a hundred, just over a hundred bucks a month, like hundred and fifteen, hundred twenty. Full, full coverage. Honestly. Full coverage. Yeah, everything. Yeah, that's the everything. And Bloody like fuckers. Yeah, well, that's once you're 25, though. So I'm I, over 25. Yeah, you're, you're living in like the highest insured place <laughs> yeah. in Canada. So I'm 180. Uh, Oh, yeah. A month. Yeah, and on an Elantra. <laughs> on an Elantra. Do you have tickets or anything? No, no tickets. I have a clean that's, driving that's record. where you're at. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's not bad for where you're at. But that I, was a huge factor when I was buying my car. Is it under your name? Yeah, it's under oh, my nice. name. No no co-finance or nothing nothing like that. Wow. Just give it a couple of years. Ch- yeah, once, once yeah. you move out, you'll be... Oh, I, I hope it drops once I move. It, it'll drop significantly, yeah. Because it is so greasy. No, but insurance is, I guess... It depends on, you know, where you are. If you're living comfortable, like, sometimes you want to buy, like, you have the money, you know, like, you've got your place, you've got your mortgages, like, more than covered with your salary, and, it, like, it just depends. But for me right now, it, I had to look long-term, right? Uh, 
something I liked that was also economical too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so that's why I wanted the fuel efficiency and, and that's what I want with the cheap insured car. But I don't know. But part of me is like, you got to live too, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's my major problem right now it, with everything in my life. I really, I really don't care. I just do what I want to do and enjoy yeah, well, it. Well, to be fair, like your second car is a pretty badass car. Well, that's, yeah, that's my baby. That thing is awesome. New, used, or leased? Why would you go either or? Uh, from personal experience, so this car I recently bought is mm-hmm. my yeah. like, my first semi new ever car that I've spent over ten grand. <laughs> <laughs> I've never like till now I've never bought a car more than ten thousand. But you've put uh, money into your because you usually find a good price and you'll like you'll fix it because you know how to do Absolutely. that stuff. Absolutely. Right? I mean, uh, the good thing about what I do is like we get customers all the time coming and like. They don't want to fix their car anymore. They just want to get rid of it, and we'll pick it up and yeah. clean it up and fix it. Yeah. So that's but, what I've been doing for the longest time. No, I remember you uh, You at one point, because my car's been going basically for the last five years until I got this new one. You said you had, a, I think it was like two years ago. So like in 2016, you said you had an 05 Audi A8L. Yeah. So that's like brand new, over 100,000 easy, probably pushing 150. And you're like, yeah, the guy, he, he's, he's, I talked to him, you can get it for a thousand. I'm like, what do you mean a thousand? He's like, yeah, a thousand bucks. It's got some kilometers on the engine, but you know, maybe you'll have to change this one thing and that's going to cost you like, I forgot the fan it was like 800 bucks or a thousand, 1200 bucks. Yeah, like it was around three grand to like. But for everything. Up, yeah. Up. Cause also the caliper was electronic, like that's electrical right. caliper and, but like three grand plus the thousand dollars. And then you just wonder. You you want to buy these cars like, oh, I can get like an Audi for cheaper if I buy it used. But the thing is, when you're buying a car that you couldn't afford brand new, yeah. the maintenance on those cars are for people who can afford that car brand new. Definitely. And I'll give you I'll give you a, a really good story here. So my old X5, that black one I used yeah, to have, yeah. I bought that car with 170,000 uh, kilometers on it, okay? I bought it for eight grand. That's still crazy. at the time. It's it's that sounds like a pretty good deal, yeah, right? Oh yeah. seven X five. It's fully loaded. It's mint, right? Mm-hmm. So I put what fifty sixty thousand kilometers on it. It now has two forty nine. Mm-hmm. Today that car is worthless. Yeah. Nobody wants to buy it. Yeah, because that once you hit those kilometers, anything can go. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like you buy, it's it's still new and looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, it drives yeah. well, but it's a V8. It's bad on gas. People are scared of the repairs. Yeah, yeah. So that's no. like a con on like on buying. You can't. Used. You can't win. So like when you buy used, I think the best is to go with like kind of what you did, like a three year old, four year old car. That's the best. Let it take a like the initial hit. In the beginning, yeah. So I think that's the unwritten rule for buying used. Don't buy too used unless it's a car that just you need to and low uh, mileage. Low obviously. mileage, but don't buy used car unless you just need a kind of like a beater, a like, winner beater. Well, the thing is, my uh, my golf when it was going, <clears throat> if let's say the government had the incentive, Ontario didn't get rid of the electric incentive, I would have probably went to Martin. Like you have a car for a thousand, two thousand bucks to get me through the winter, and then once the Model Three comes out. Uh, the base model, I would have probably picked it up. Right. But they got rid of the incentive, and I'm like, why am I waiting? Something could happen any day now. Absolutely. So, um, but, like, lease, 
I don't understand the lease other than if you have a business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, leasing is good for like real estate guys, uh, business guys that just drive. Yeah, yeah. That so don't drive too like much. Like salesmen or something, some, or something that needs that you can write off all your mileage and all your gas. And then like <clears throat> two years later, you just throw it back and go get another one, like whatever, right? But well, yeah. in the long run, it's obviously not worth it because you're pretty much renting. Well, I mean, if you're writing it off. I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense for me. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like... I, personally, we would never lease a car. No. It wouldn't make any sense. My sister was like, why don't you lease the new Jetta? And then if you like it, you just uh, you just buy it out. And I'm like, no, because you lose money that way. Like, that's Absolutely. the one thing. If you're going to lease a car, like, have a business. Don't try to buy it out at the end. Unless... I know someone who who had, like, a, I don't know what, it was three years old. And it was... I don't know if it was Mini or... or I forgot what it was exactly, but... When, or is a Mazda 3. And in like the three-year lease, they only put on like 24,000 kilometers. Like, yeah, of course they want it back. You better buy it out. Because at that point, to get a car that's like only three years old with like just 20-something thousand kilometers, because he was taking like the, the train into the city mm-hmm. and all that. So at that point is the only time it's good to, to buy out your lease. Absolutely. Yeah. So either look new or used, but keep the used within a time period. uh, If you're looking for used reliability, longevity, you can't go wrong with a Japanese car. Yeah, you really can't. Toyota. The Corolla? forever. Yeah. Yeah. The Corolla never dies. And the Civic. The Corolla and Civic, no matter what, like maybe the one knock I have on Honda, maybe I'm wrong with it, but it's usually the body. It's like the, well, it's likelier to rust or have some sort. I of... I think the worst car for that is Mazda. Yeah, like the Mazda three. Really? What a piece of junk! Yeah. It's a rust bucket. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, I don't know who'd ever drive one of those, but yeah, honestly, <laughs> especially especially like two of them. Oh my! Yeah. Why would you like? You didn't make the mistake once. Like that wasn't bad enough. You have to make it twice. It's insanity. He did the same thing, hoping a different result. It's literally insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Now. You happen to be a very big Volkswagen fan, Luca. Yeah, I, I mean, I used to be more so, but I think once Tesla came out, I actually started looking. And I know part of me being a V-Dub fan is why I chose the Jetta, but I think it came with a lot to, like, for what it came with, I think it was worth it. But anyways, continue with your... When you're buying a car, how important it is, or researching potential cars, how important is it to have an open mind to the different cars out there or do you just stick to what you know and like do you say i'm a v-dub fan i'm going volkswagen or do you look around and shop and dabble with honda mazda or toyota i think you you should keep an open mind because once again like martin has been like tommy you know what if you want something reliable get the corolla and i was looking at it uh but there's a few things like that it's very tempting it was. It was for the price and what you're getting. Yeah, like, you'd be crazy not to if you're. If you're... Yeah, I, the problem was I went into a Toyota dealership and uh, I, I think it was a one. It was just a weird model they had, but the the interior was like horrendous on this specific model. And then I saw like my friend's sister. She rented one and it was actually fairly decent. But like the new Jetta, the interior crushed every other car I, I saw out there. And I'm a big interior guy, like, and like the Civic, I should have given that one a better look. But yeah, once again, if you're limiting yourself to one brand, you you might even miss some stuff, right? Like, even oh, for sure. Even like myself, just looking at a sedan, I didn't even think to look at the Tiguan, and I know someone just picked up the Tiguan, 
And yes, they got a lower trim of the Tiguan, but they paid the same price I did. And it had like that massive glass roof and it had so many features other than like the digital cockpit and like, I guess the leather, maybe just like one grade lower, but who cares? Then they, I could have been driving a, you know, a four wheel drive SUV, mm -hmm. uh, like mini SUV if I wanted that. And part of me thought about it, but I didn't even like think about that. And I, I had that option open. So I think you're better off to. No, you have to look at everything. Yeah. Like that's what I did. The Subaru, like you, you got me think like the WRX is. Uh, Subaru would have been nice. Yeah. What about maintenance? Does service and maintenance pay, like have a factor in your decision making when looking at a car? I'm pretty sure Martin, <laughs> that's yeah, not yeah, we, on his list. As I said that, I was all. looking at Martin. <laughs> well, Martin, no, obviously well, not for, for you. you guys too. You guys. Yeah, you know, I always, I always go, go by Albert's Auto there up in uh, Oakville. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. Dorval and the QEW, right? North, just north of uh, the QEW. Yeah, right mm -hmm. next to the Starbucks. Yeah, no, it's uh, actually I, I told my friend who just got an who who's had an X5 for like the last year or so, and he said or half year, and he said he's like, do you know anyone that works on BMers? And I'm like, I got the guy for you. So That's I don't right. know if he messaged you, but uh, I'm the man. He's pretty he's pretty lazy on that, but he's good. He's good. Um, yeah, maintenance is a huge thing though. It is, it's like, if you don't have a good mechanic, especially, like... Luckily, we do. We do. Um, but think about it. I've heard, actually, a story funny about uh, me and Martin early on when we started taking the cars, when my parents took uh, their Chevy Lumina. They went to Martin's shop. They got their transmission fluid changed. And then my dad went to the dealer for some reason, maybe a recall or something, what it was. And they're like, oh, you got to change your transmission oil. And they showed a vial of like dirty transmission oil. <laughs> and my I, dad's I like getting that. mad at like, he's like, oh, how can Martin's shop do that to us? I'm like, that. I'm like, they, they did it. Like they wouldn't do that. And then after everything, it was the guy just had a veil. He looked at the kilometers on the car. He didn't even take any transmission fluid out. And he just showed us a dirty vial. Yeah. I just assumed that with this kilometers, you're... Yeah. yeah. The guy didn't take any, like, look at it. And and that's one thing. You've got to make sure you have a good mechanic if you are going to get a car that requires, like, uh, like a good service. You said there's... Absolutely. An, one of your customers, uh, like his former customer, uh, had bought an S-Class, S-Mercedes, you said. And he was, like, a three grand uh, job at Mercedes. I think you're charging him, like, two grand for the same job, and he's still complaining about the cost. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so you don't... Can't, you can't please everyone, but you can't complain when you... You're saving, like, a third of the cost. Absolutely. And people don't realize, like, we have customers all the time driving, like, really high-end cars that complain about uh, brakes being expensive. Like, yeah, you're driving an M5. Yeah, it's your brakes are as big as most cars' rims. <laughs> yeah, it's some people don't get it. I, I don't understand it. But. Yeah, uh, you definitely, you know what? If you don't want to look like an idiot, look into maintenance of that car. Yeah, yeah you have to. You have to. Yeah, people don't realize. Actually, we had one. That's a, we had one customer who bought a 2006 BMW M5 for like 15 grand. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, oh, I got it so cheap. Can you believe it? This and that. Mm -hmm. He's like, I can't believe I finally got this car, right? So t for safety, to issue a safety, you have to make sure everything's safe, like yeah. tires, brakes. So Good it, need, it needed brakes. Right. Okay. So his Just the rotors or, or it's just the pads? The rotors. You got to do the pads and rotors, right? 
So, uh, for that car, it costs forty five hundred dollars. Fuck for brakes. That's, fu- that's I complain when when he tells me eight hundred for mine. Yeah. <laughs> this guy literally had a heart attack in the office. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't believe. He's like, "Whoa, what?" He's like. I can't believe you know this car's so cheap. I'm like, but it needs work. That's why you got it so cheap. cheap. Right. Yeah, like, what yeah. do you expect? This is like a thirty, forty thousand dollar car. Right? Yeah. And brand new, that thing was like what, a hundred and twenty? At least. Yeah, at least. I guess. So uh, he, what, what he does a couple of days later, he reposted it on Kijiji for sale. <laughs> Fuck! What a guy. <laughs> Can you believe that? Yeah, because the general public are dumb. Like Biggie didn't lie when he said "more money, more problems." Like the minute you jump up in the money you make the cars you spend everything along with it goes up in price oh absolutely like they're never gonna have a fancy high-end car that has really cheap affordable maintenance and uh at least i at least i know with german cars they they when you're buying brand new they try to sell you a car uh that's Super low maintenance. Yeah, yeah, you're because you, they only recommend you do an oil change every fifteen thousand or or every year. Yeah, so they're like, okay, why would you buy a car? It only needs one oil change a year. Yeah. If you buy a Honda or, or Toyota or Ford or whatever, you got to change the oil like five times a year. Yeah, or it was like every three to five thousand k. I don't even know what it is yeah. anymore because. They've t- been telling me my diesel, my Golf was eight thousand. This one they're saying is fifteen thousand. So I don't know what they're like. Yeah, you're saying that you shouldn't listen to them on that. No, no, no. That uh, that does a lot more damage than anyone realizes. Like people think, like, oh, I'm saving money. I don't need to change the oil. But you don't know what's happening on the inside of the engine. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Apparently, it's crucial. Yeah, yeah. Eight, but it's eight thousand, eight, eight to ten max. But they're saying the synthetic, right? That's their their reasoning is the synthetic oil is for some reason more durable or it lasts longer yeah absolutely uh it does least, but not eight not fifteen thousand kilometers yeah and mm. at least i know like through bmw they've been like uh forever with castrol oil yeah like for the longest time i can remember and then just recently i don't know what happened uh, they were saying the oil's building too much uh, sludge inside the engine oh wow so they just recently switched to shell uh oil now so what seemed great at one point might not have been the whole time, right? Yeah, and you don't re- and they didn't realize that. They just yeah. thought that's a normal thing. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh with an unwritten rule here. If you want to you know, get by the cheapest, don't look at a German car, even Volkswagen, cuz Volkswagen yeah, is almost no. Audi pricing at that point. Yeah. That was the first car I looked at actually. Was Volkswagen always was looking to buy a car. Yeah. Instantly couldn't afford it. No, the it's maintenance, yeah, yeah. Like I'm scared cuz now I realize I have an, an electronic parking brake. And I remember what you said that Audi cost. Yeah, the, like, the rear calipers. It was like twelve hundred each or something. After that car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's going to be less, but it's still not going to be as cheap as my my Golf. But you have a couple of years before that. I got a few years. I got four year warranty, <laughs> which just makes me mad because in the U.S. it's a six year warranty. Are you serious? Yeah, and it's like it's seventy two thousand miles, which is like a lot more. God damn it, Canada got cursed again. But, but if you do want a, a car that's cheap on maintenance, is it Japanese or is it North American domestic? Oh, Japanese, hundred percent. Yeah, you can't beat uh, Toyota, Honda, and especially uh, Hyundai with their um, warranty. Mitsubishi has like a ten year. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, those warranties you can't beat, and that, and that's a that's a major deal breaker for people. That's what my deal breaker was yeah, was the absolutely. warranty. 
I looked at Toyota, but it was a little too expensive for me, especially working part time, yeah. being a student. Well, Toyota is still four, three to four years. Like Honda and Toyota are, are three to four. I don't think they're up. Yeah, there. I know the Subaru we have was like four years. Eighty uh, k. No, the standard lower. Lower. I think it was fifty. Oh wow, they give you fifteen a year, yeah. or like they probably give you sixty. Yeah, probably like fifteen years. I know Beamer's mm. eighty four years. Yeah, mine's eighty. Yeah, usually the Germans usually four year eighty. You know what actually upset me with this new Jetta? Uh, their rust warranty on my golf was a 12 year rust warranty and now they went to seven whoa yeah yeah but they said their difference was they had a mileage cap on 12 and they're like oh unlimited miles for seven years who gives a fuck but where <laughs> do you know where your car's manufactured uh Mexico. really yeah That's yeah all volkswagens well no my last one was made in brazil oh really yeah yeah but uh so yeah japanese cars you say huh that's yeah, the cheapest yeah. maintenance dude my warranties uh Seven years, hundred thousand. Oh, so the that's okay. a, that's what I'm saying. The, the Korean, but like you know, the Korean cars are are getting better. I don't know if I end up having Genesis as part of its brand, but well, they just released that Stinger. That's the Kia, the Kia Is Stinger. Kia? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. owned by the same thing. I was like, what? That's not owned by the same. Is a Hyundai Kia the same? No, no. no. They're, they're like it's like Honda, Toyota. I couldn't of even Korea. realize what uh, the hell that car was. I'm like, what the hell? Is yeah, I don't know. Is, is it nice or not? I can't tell. I don't know. Everyone calls it the Stinker. <laughs> How do you figure out what you need in a car versus what you want when looking at it? Like, what are the things that Absolute are actually necessities? A, yeah, necessity well, versus in this country, you need Bluetooth. Yeah, oh, I agree one hundred percent. Hundred percent. I never even thought about. I think one. the government was saying that they're starting to man, like implement the law that every car has to come with Bluetooth standard. You know what? It, it should even on the lowest model. What is super important that I just realized every car should have because I just got it on my car, that damn uh, brake warning assist. What do you mean the brake warning? So oh, like, yeah, yeah, if you're, you're getting too close, like my car, if you're getting too close to the guy in front of you, yeah, yeah, yeah. the car automatically brakes. Yeah, mine has that too, yeah. I, but that, that was part is, of a package, though. I and, had to pay for that. And the lane departure is super important. Yeah, yeah. The one where, uh, you know, actually, I like a the lot. The blind spot warning. The blind spot monitoring is fantastic. Other than, like, I sometimes feel like I'm far enough ahead and I'm accelerating that I want to go into that lane and I'm clearly going to pass that guy in my right blind spot. Yeah. And like since that light is still on for that little extra, my steering wheel fights me on that lane change. Yeah, it's that is really, really important. But I, sometimes I think that's starting to make drivers lazy. Yeah, I think we're becoming worse drivers because yeah, of this. Because another one, another one that is, I think it's fantastic because it's the first time I've ever had in a car, the reverse camera. That is, yeah. That's. That is better than honestly. Before, if I, I was going to give you an unwritten rule before I had this car, like when we're talking about this episode before, I was like, unwritten rule: always have to park backwards. I was going to be in the driving episode because we're going to do one of those. Now I feel safer because I have that that uh, cross traffic, like so it detects any traffic behind me. You add that with the uh, with a rear view camera, it's almost safer because like by the time my front gets out when I'm when I'm backwards parked, uh, I still have to you know get that good three four feet of my hood out before i can look absolutely and with that it's like i, I was leaving a driveway and as i was backing out i heard the beeping and i hit the brakes right away a car passed by and then started going again i heard it again and it was my neighbor driving on his bike so like you could oh, see no yeah it was that that great um that's really good but but obviously the number one feature you need to have air conditioning Oh yeah, yeah that yeah, is yeah, a necessity yeah. by far. Like I don't care where you live, especially the, after this summer. Oh, 
if you live anywhere like especially in the u.s even like canada let's let's be real if it's if it's even like room temperature outside that sun comes in and it just beats down your car i still remember those days in like high school i don't know if you i, I never had air conditioning in my car but those yeah like, you had like those really hot, old cars <laughs> those hot days especially when it rained was the oh, worst. super muggy and you had to roll down the window oh the worst man and like the humidity oh man i could imagine getting pulled over and the cops like do you know fat you're going i'm like i needed to, to cool down I, officer <laughs> i always said if any woman dating me can put up with this she's the one yeah no for real <laughs> Uh, no, but what else is standard? I mean, I got through without the power windows for a long time, so that's not nece- that's not necessity. Do you guys think, uh, at least for nowadays, for these young whippersnappers, <laughs> uh, Bluetooth streaming? Like, oh, from your phone to the... Like a Bluetooth audio. Yeah, that's key for me. Sure. Really? Yeah, I'm a... I, think I don't know if it's a necessity, though. To me, the music and, like, the Bluetooth audio... I gotta have it. I I'm a big so music you person. To a lot of music on your phone. Yeah, that and podcasts. Yeah, I do a ton of that stuff. Um, especially now because I don't have an iPhone, and so my card doesn't actually register when I plug it in. Really? What do you have? Car, uh, Apple CarPlay in your phone? No, no. No, 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 it's because I'm because like uh, Volkswagen comes with both. So I'm yeah. wondering if like there's been a car company that's like I'm just gonna do Apple or I'm just gonna do Android. You have Android, Android Auto in your car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to actually try it out. No, I. My car, when I bought my car, that wasn't as big of a thing yet. Yeah. It was like a year or two after. That's when they really started to implement that. Like most cars. Yeah, most cars. So my car doesn't read my audio player. So I need the Bluetooth so I can freely change the Mm. song without having to look down on my phone. Mm -hmm. It's just a safety thing. And because I'm a big music and podcast fan, it's just better. It's going to going to tie in with when we do the driving episode, but like. As long as it keeps people from putting in headphones in their ears while they're driving, yes, fine. Put in Bluetooth streaming as long as these people aren't. Because I don't understand how people can put like things that you can't hear anything else outside the car. Yeah, Dude, that's every crazy, Uber man. I fucking get into, the guy has like headphones on in his car. It drives me nuts. I don't get how they do it. And like you're driving other drivers. people they're around. Yeah, no, it's that's dangerous. So what are your key unwritten rules for researching and figuring out what car to buy? What would you say is an absolute must? I think the unwritten rules, if you want something cheap, you go domestic. If you want something reliable, you go Japanese. If you want something that's like a little showy off, like if you want to show off a little bit, you probably go German. I think those are, that's the reason to buy each of them. Yeah, yeah, that's a great reason. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. So now comes the test drive. We've kind of figured out, we, we've honed in on the car we want to get. we got to test drive the car. How often should you go and test drive this car that you've figured out? Like, how often did you go test drive your, your Volkswagen Jetta? When it first came, like, the first dealership that had it was the Milton one. So I wanted to see it, and then I guess I'm going to go for test drive. I'm like, yes. And it was... I enjoyed it. It was really, you know, co- compared to what I drove before, it was like night and day. Um, <laughs> my car was not a good one before. It's the definition of a beater. Uh, I got, I think I even... It's the beater's beater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I let that simmer for a while, and I just wanted to see it. And then uh, and then just before I bought it, I, I wanted to test drive it. But as I was test driving it, I'm like, I have to test drive the GTI uh, just to see, just to, 
for this outsider's just chance. Just get a taste. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a taste. And uh, I realized I'd get a lot of tickets if I bought that GTI. <laughs> I was in third gear hitting like 120 on like a 50 road. I'm like, okay, no, I can't do this. Like, that's in a test drive with like. But you my, enjoyed it. I fucking loved it. Yeah. I fucking loved it, man. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I don't think you need to drive more than once, to be honest with you. I think you need to drive other cars, though. I think you need other cars to make your decision, just so you know that you you're getting the car you want. Yeah, that's what I did with mine. I uh, I drove the uh, new um, Alfa Romeo Stelvio. Oh, you drove the SUV. A, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. And I also drove a Macan. Oh, you drove the Macan. How's yeah. that? It was okay. Yeah? Yeah. It, it felt exactly like a Volkswagen. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're on the same platform. Do you know what I mean? So it, that turned me off right away. Was it front wheel or is it four wheel? Four wheel. Okay. I mean, yeah, it should be. I liked the engine in it. It was really nice. What was it? Like a 3.6 liter? Yeah. It was like a... Like a V6? Turbo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess Porsche would go on a... Yeah. It was really nice. Stelvio? But, how's uh, that? How's it? Like, I've never driven an Alpha. Honestly, driven... Stelvio is a really nice car. It's like a high revving... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice. Four-cylinder turbo. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I, for me, you can't, you can't beat a Beamer. Yeah. I don't know. That's me. I'm, I, I love them, but I drove all those cars, and nothing drives like. See, that's the thing, right? Like he, he's driven so many cars at your shop. Uh, like you've gotten a taste of a lot of different things. So. I'm pretty sure I've driven almost every car. Yeah. Yeah. Like so many from i've been working on cars for like 15 years now easy 15 years yeah, yeah so yeah. you literally probably has driven every car see i would say drive it at least twice yeah test drive it twice i regret only test driving it once really yeah what what would have you found out in that second test drive you did the first time um i find my car is really weird but it kind of, it feels like it pulls a little to the left well that's an alignment issue yeah but it's not i don't know if it's second just, test drive make you say i don't want this car i th- it might have I, I genuinely think really? if i spent a bit more time and i wasn't as eager to get just mm-hmm. the car because i needed one yeah i might have walked away from it yeah so i i recommend the two to be sure it's a big investment any yeah. anytime you're buying a car it's better to be safe and sound then yeah. kind of jump in yeah aside from like a house that's like the next big thing right yeah or a ring uh, yeah oh yeah that's a different story yeah i think um if you're coming from standard and you're contemplating automatic unwritten rule if that car has an option for standard give that a test drive yeah no because for sure. i kind of regret not giving the new jetta a, a manual test drive yeah it's uh i really miss driving standard but I think I just think you're. I think people who like driving don't complain about driving standard in traffic. Yeah, no. I think you I also don't. got better control in the winter. You too. do a hundred percent. That was another regret. I wanted to learn standard, and yeah. I didn't. But I think I would have enjoyed it more. So what, you don't know how to drive stick? No, I've not, I was never taught. Are you serious? Yeah, I want to learn though. It's yeah. something I genuinely I think, I think, think a, everyone should learn. A '96 Beamer. He's gonna kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a Mini Cooper at work. If you want to just that, is that yeah. the same one I drove, or is it the, uh, the one with the your one shop with the shopping? Yeah, the one with our stickers on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a fun car to drive. The one that you that we test drove. No, oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. That car. I'd is love awesome. to give it a, a try. I've never done it. I want to learn. I think it would be something that's worth learning. You, you know what? It could have less power too, right? Like my Golf had less power than this Jetta, but you it can was still more have fun. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. Like, if you're looking for that thrill, but you want that fuel economy, maybe 
look at standard. It's also cheaper. Yeah, it would have saved me fourteen hundred dollars per tax. That was another thing. Like when it comes to budget, it if that's an issue, if you know how to drive standard, you're saving yourself some money. I think reliability wise, a manual transmission usually lasts long, a lot longer. And like a clutch replacement's a lot easier than a transmission replacement. And cheaper, yeah, 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 absolutely. Like I did replace the clutch on the Golf, but. I mean, that was like, how many times did you do it? One time, one time. That's amazing. That's pretty sick. You know, the problem is my father, like, he'll be like, oh, you're not driving well because your uncle in in Europe has been driving with the same clutch for 300,000 kilometers. Like, I I don't know what to tell you. You know what? what? That's funny you say that because we have a customer with a 09 Civic with 330 and he still has the original clutch in it. I and I don't know how he does it. Yeah, because you made it seem like it was normal for me to change it at, like, what was it, like, 160? Yeah, usually, One, honestly, 180 to yeah, maybe 200 is, like, that's when I would change it. Actually, mine. it was probably 180 because it was, like, five years ago and I was at 270. Yeah, I think I was. I think uh, that's when my dad even had to replace his clutch on his Mazda 3 that he leased for work. Yeah. When he hit about at that around that kilometers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to change it to it seems like it's a normal thing but it's got to be like all highway like that's not yeah yeah you know what i mean it's not a city dri- no because like mine was city driven torquey diesel right yeah. so that clutch was probably putting itself that's through a, a lot that's really good okay well, thank that you that golf lasted that. forever like if you really think about it it was the ultimate car for luke it's been through a lot yeah and oh, yeah. you know what thank you to martin's shop because they've always taken care of me but uh you know, also being able to understand there might be a problem and not being one of those people that put it off. I think that's a huge thing. Because I think a lot of people are like, oh, they hear sound. They're like, don't think about it. Whenever I felt like my brake wobble at all, I'm like, Martin, discs are probably warped. And eight out of ten times, I probably more or less diagnose the problem because, you know, you know your car so well. No, absolutely. It and, becomes an extension of you, the and, car. And then you find <laughs> you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to have these stupid expensive repairs. My car has no power. Something's wrong with the turbo. Mars like, oh, it's just $5 check valve. That's all it was. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, that was the best. And then the the vacuum, like, it's amazing, like, once again, having a good mechanic, how yeah. it makes a difference. Oh, absolutely. Because you could have charged me a ton of money for that. You could have made up whatever you wanted, but it's a $5 check valve. Or the Johnson rod is yeah, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, the remember my brakes? The, there was not enough vacuum. Like, you told me there's a problem with the vacuum pressure, and all it was is just, I went to the store because uh, i don't know you're busy and i'm like you just go get some hoses and then we're going to reconnect them we reconnected new hoses and my problem was fixed yeah it was like a new car after that yeah well we keep saying that but it was nowhere near <laughs> a new car <laughs> we pretended and it worked what are absolute unwritten rules or tips for test driving the car when you get in that car and you're going to test driver what are some things you should do to get a real good feel for the car should you you know quote unquote put the pedal to the metal to mm-hmm. see how much torque it has if it has that quick jump you know take sharp turns to see how the handling works break intensely mm-hmm. like what little things would you do to pick up the nuances of the car to really get a feel for it uh i mean me personally i like feeling the way uh, the transmission shifts mm-hmm. uh hard acceleration but not like beating the crap out of it. Yeah, yeah. Don't like redline it all. The yeah, time. and uh, I like. I really like uh, the initial brake pedal feel. Like how much it grabs. At yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is initial it too soft? Touch. Is it too? Sorry, it's too sensitive. I like it. Yeah, my like uh, my car. It's very like touchy. As soon as you uh-huh, do that uh-huh. first touch, it grabs. Nice, yeah, it's like your like left foot braking. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, what else? Yeah, one thing I hate, uh, our Subaru has a CVT transmission. Yeah, I've heard there's problems with like CVTs. I don't know if that's a Nissan thing or if that's just CVTs well, across Nissan, the board. No. Well, well uh, Subaru is the only one, I believe. I think they're starting to do it now, but they actually, instead of a belt-driven CVT, yeah. they use chains. Okay. So it's a lot stronger. It's like a bike? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, I don't know if you guys ever... Dri- is, that, is your car CVT? I don't I'm- don't your, know. Does yours change gears, like make normal gear changes? It's like a, it sound, it's like a snowmobile. Nope, seems normal. Yeah, I, his, I think his change is normal. I would have noticed it. I drove his car. Yeah, like CV, I hate the so way So what, it it's just like a variable gear? Yeah, kind of? so it's kind of, stre- it's, it, it stretches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. how it... Uh, so it just changes the ratio, the gear exactly, ratio, yeah. dynamically. I think okay. the Ford Fiesta might have that. Oh, that's brutal. I know... My sister had a Ford Fiesta, and her transmission and gear change was really weird and abnormal. Yeah, it's like, it's like you don't feel the car like actually changing gears; just like keeps going and going. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, yeah. No, um, so make sure when you're looking for a car not to have that. Yeah, no, no those are some good pointers, especially coming from a mechanic. Yeah, no, right? I, like, that's important. Especially if you know you're not buying a performance car, you want to know how your car, like, even I recommend, like, the highway test because, you know, you need power regardless. Like, just the highway passing power just to get onto the highway. So, make sure you're not, like, hitting the gas and you're barely able to get onto the highway. Yeah, so that's... Ma- make sure it's comfortable. Good, good point. What about parking? Have you ever thought about, like, trying to park the car while test driving? Uh... Like, I know I've driven I think, a truck. Uh, I'm not being sexist or anything, but I think that's more of a thing, at least for uh, for my wife. She doesn't like a car if it's hard to park. Right. You know, she's not comfortable driving it, no yeah. matter where she goes with it. If the car is able to be parked, I think, like, as, I don't know. Was, well, any car is able to be parked. No, no, what I mean is, like, it's not, like, super wide that you can only park in certain spots. It's if you're right. comfortable actually parking it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Especially now with like these like reverse cameras and everything, like it's so hard not to park your car. You know what I haven't <laughs> it's harder done? not to do it than do it. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't done the uh, auto park. The auto parallel park. Does your yeah. Beamer have it? Oh, I'm so park assist, right? Yeah, that would freak me out. I, I wouldn't trust it. I remember it's seeing weird. like the, the Top Gear guys try it, and like they're smashing into fences, <laughs> whatever it was. And I know they're pr- you probably have to like it's ease on TV. with the brake, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and they probably just like hit the gas and let it go, right? <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I I think the way I would uh, test drive cars would be completely different from someone that's yeah. not too familiar. You're just with you're cars. paying attention to like to how the shift things. feels, how the. I know I what the, I'm looking for, yeah. but like I always I always find that interesting. Like I, like for people who don't know anything about cars, yeah, yeah. I always wonder like what are they thinking about driving this car like. Are they comfortable with it? Like, what are yeah. they looking for? Prefer- you know, like mushy you, brakes. I don't you know, know anything about cars. <laughs> like the mushy brakes is a big turnoff. Is it? Yeah, like when it's like you feel like there's like that squish room at the bottom. I don't know. Yeah, the bottom or like yeah, the, the bottom, beginning? the bottom, the beginning. I, I like a little bit of. I don't like that the quick on, but I like it like pretty quick. Like just just after. I want that little bit of room at the beginning, so I don't feel like I'm a left foot. To be brake. fair, Luke is used to. Barely pressing, having brakes. Yeah, like pressing the brake and not sure if it's going to work. That's that's what he was used to. Yeah. Well, you, like having to kick the brake down, pump it. Actually, I think, I think you get used to it pretty quick, though, because these brakes are way more intense than my old ones, and it's already I'm already used to it, right? Yeah, yeah you adjust. The weird thing is uh, that start-stop. 
that. Oh, uh, I turned that off. On you have to turn it off thing. every single time you turn on your car. Mine, no, it's that mine stays off. It I, memorizes with the key. That's amazing. I got to figure out. I didn't look in the, in the in the settings. So, like when you drove your car, what were you looking for? Uh, I love like the interior was one thing. I, I just liked like I could see everything. Like actually, that's a big thing, and and that's why I like I like your '80s Beamer. Because uh, it kind of reminds me, and in, in no way other than the viewpoint was like my tempo. Uh, my tempo is not performance, but it had big windows and I can see. There's no like blind spots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like your Beamer had massive windows. And it's it's rare now because people make their cars look sleeker with like those smaller windows. But your Beamer looks great and it has big windows. And that's the thing with Range Rover. That's why I like the Range Rovers a lot. Yeah. They have massive windows, yet they still look good. You know what car I drove that I was like, how does anyone drive this thing? The uh, 350Z and the 370Z. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I never understood that either. Well, they're 30 grand. I can see why people buy because it's 30 grand as a sports car. There's so much blind spot. It's like scary. Really? I've never driven it. I've just seen that car on the road. And even I was like, yeah, it does not look comfortable. It looks like a zest bar. Yeah. You you know what? The one thing, and and I, I thought it was cool at first, and it's not bad. It's the steering weight. Like the because oh, yeah, it's electric yeah. electric assisted steering now right. and it's so light, and at first I'm like, oh, this is just comfortable. This is a good for a daily commute, but I don't think I'm ready for that daily commute comfort. I think I'm more of a performance person. So is yours really li- like light? Yeah, there's an, a setting you put the sport, but it's still like I drove my mother's Jetta, which is the last gen, and like a steering, it felt so heavy. It felt like I was driving non-power steering. Yeah, yeah. I have three steering options in my car. I have comfort, which makes it that loose yeah. comfort feel. Sport, which gives it a more firm. Yeah. And then normal, which just happens to be normal. Right in between. Right in between. But for your point, as a guy who doesn't know a lot about cars, what I was looking for was mainly blind spots. Just like when driving it, how was my view out of the car? Because I drove the, I think it's the Accent, is their lower model. Yeah. And I drove the hatchback. We would not be friends right now if you did that. And Mm. I instantly was like, nah, I don't like it. There's... Yeah. The view is not good out of the rear view mirrors, the side mirrors. Mm-hmm. And also just comfort. Like, does it drive comfortably? Do I enjoy driving this right now? Because the minute I don't like driving it, I don't. Like, I won't yeah. drive it. Like, my mom has a Dodge Journey. Mm-hmm. That car is a pile of shit. Really? It drives like shit. It has terrible viewpoints. It's just a bad car. Like, it is bad. Dodge should be ashamed that they made oh, that definitely. thing. It <laughs> I mean, sucks. You know why they made that, right? No. So that you never can go on a journey. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so is, you get lost somewhere. Dude, and you'll a, never come you'll back. Break it's a terrible car. Easily one of the worst cars I've ever driven. Really? Yeah, there's a lot of bad cars out there. I, even it, it blows my mind. I'm like... What was this person thinking buying this car? Yeah, you know what, though? I think this last year or two, I think everyone has, like, so much stuff in it, though. When you compare it to, like, five years ago, these cars, like, you can't buy a terrible car unless you buy, like, a used PT Cruiser, which you should be shot for thinking about that. (laughs) But, I mean, uh, you can't really buy a terrible car. You know what I mean? Like, from before, look at my Golf. No, you're you're right. It was the middle model. But it had, didn't have power windows. It had no heated. It literally just had air conditioning, and that was it. That was its feature and power locks. Yeah. And like now, you can't find a car without power windows, without power locks, without air conditioning. Like, 
those features they're and amenities standard. are like standard and they're great because yeah. the tech has jumped leaps and bounds. But in terms of like drive quality, mm-hmm. there's still some cars that have shit drive quality. Like uh, a very good friend of mine, uh, he was looking to get a new car. Mm-hmm. So I showed him so many different things, what he can get. So his budget was like 50 grand, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm saying you can get this car, mm-hmm. or you can get that car. There's so many you can get, right? Like, I wanted to kill him. Do you know what he ended up getting? A Jeep? Yeah. <laughs> really? He bought a Jeep. Uh, what is it? The Cherokee? Not the Cherokee. The Liberty the, or whatever? The, the TJ or whatever? The, yeah, the, yeah, the Wrangler. Oh, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> 50 grand he spent on this thing. And they're so plain and ugly on the inside. Honest to God. Terrible on gas, I'm not, too. I'm not lying. I don't, I don't knock anyone that owns this car, but it is a pile of shit. For that money, for it that is. money, yeah, it's a fuel. It's like a gas guzzler. Like everything. I'm like, I what bought. do you like about this car? You know, tells me, I can take the doors off. <laughs> Such a stupid feature. Like, is that necessary? I'm like, I you could have bought legal. a Subaru STI. Yeah, Subaru's yeah. Full car. RS. Not no, an RS. That STI ST. is special. I'm like, for your money, you got all-wheel drive. Amazing all-year-round car. Amazing performance. Probably better fuel economy with the STI Way over the, the Jeep. 100%. The Jeeps are terrible on fuel. And then uh, he saw the car I bought, and he's, like, drooling over it. He's like, well, what'd you pay? I paid what you paid. Jeez. He's like, he's like yeah, man. He's like, I shouldn't have bought this. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe unwritten rule of, like, when you're about to buy a car, maybe talk to a mechanic. I they, agree. They've driven a lot of cars, and... Uh, you know, make sure it's not like a specific dealership mechanic because they're going to be biased or they're going to. Yeah, have to no, be. you need you need to talk to talk to someone just to get some information. Yeah, if you don't know anything about cars, what about like I don't know if you have it in your notes here, Matt, but did you? What about like uh, news, like uh, magazines and like online like car review sites, like Motor Trends, your uh, Car and Driver. Um, what's that? Uh, they have the the. The yearly awards. What's that big one? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I think uh, at least with Motor Trend, yeah, they they always gear. I always see that like the Subarus winning something. Yeah, and it's always a Civic for like the best or the yeah, Toyota Corolla, which is what cars like ev- like everybody can afford, right? Yeah, but then I see like I see I feel like there might be some money at play there, you know? Oh, absolutely. So, like sometimes I see a car and it's like I remember Focus won like most reliable car in like the early two thousands, and they're pretty garbage if I remember. Like mm-hmm. over a few years, those things really went down in quality. Uh yeah, I, that obviously money talks, right? Yeah. So it's it's hard to. I think you should take advice from people you know that are gonna give you good advice. Yeah. So like, you not someone I mean? who's, pay, you know, like a, a review site can be easily like told. You know what? Our sales are gonna increase. I'm pretty sure a lot of people look like I know. I talk to people who don't, who aren't really supercar people. They think they are, but they're not. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm hearing this great. Like, the JD Associates give it this and this. Like, they're talking about awards. Like, drive it. Talk to a mechanic. Because I know when I was talking to you about, like, like you're not super fond of working on Volkswagens. They're overly complicated. They're expensive. You said go get a Subaru. They're easy to work on. They're they're reasonably, like, reasonable in maintenance costs. And they have the best uh, four-wheel drive ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, you get this insight. And, yes, that uh, the STI was a car I would love to get. It's just a lot of money. Yeah, even the WRX was a car I'd want, and it's cheaper, but 
it's like you look there's like six different there's six different trims and it's like now i want to get this these rims look a little better and then you're at the point where then it turns into an sti like oh if i just spend a little more i got the sti but it doesn't have the rims but let's go up one more and it's like shit there's sixty thousand dollars i'm fucked i I will say when i was (laughs) buying my car i talked to bear uh martin a lot yeah like a lot and you and he, you were always straight with me. You're and like, he told you not to get your car. I'm no, guessing. he no <laughs> I his. Think I told you to get it. Yeah, he said get it because of my Chris. situation, yeah, right? Like yeah. he's like, you're part time, you're going to school. Like yeah. it has reliable warranty. It's a good starter car. Yeah, that that's actually the warranty when you're young, especially is a yeah, big deal. He said like it's not gonna blow you away. It's not. A, it's he's like it's bang average. He's like, that's exactly how you summed it up. It's just like, it works. You gotta take uh, take baby steps. Yeah, f- no, for sure. So you turn into a, a baller. Yeah, and you become a day. master negotiator like myself. And you you got an amazing deal on your car. Well, I that's because I I'm in the game. Yeah, <laughs> you've been in the game your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, once again, though, like sometimes. You know what? If you're like hell bent on buying new, still take a look at the used because the guy at didn't least, look. At least a year or two, because brand new. As soon as you leave, the ten grand's gone. Easy. I, see, I thought that, but I guess it depends on like how high end you go. I think on like um, so I remember seeing like GTIs because I was looking at them, and like seeing the dealerships, the year old or whatever, just like a demo with ten thousand K, and it was like the same price as it was on their website. I, I know they omit like a couple fees from their website, but it was like almost the same price as a new one. I think uh, if you if you if there's a car out there you truly like really love, mm-hmm. and you know you're gonna keep forever. An awesome artist. Definitely buy a brand. <laughs> I would buy a brand new. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I want. Yeah, no, that's that's you know what I mean. That was the logic in buying new this time because same I, with what I did. I held my car for sixteen years, the the golf almost sixteen years. So even if I go like 10, 12 years, I think it's worth it. Yeah, I think that's when you buy a car because if you're to buy a car and get a new car every eight years, I don't think financially that's a smart smart play. No, because at that point you're you're almost at the least cost. Yeah, no, I bought my car with the mindset that I'm gonna just run this thing. How many kilometers do you have on your car? Not much, man. I think I've hit a hundred thousand, maybe. How many years you've had it? Like two, three, four. Oh, you've had it that long. Yeah. Wow. So you drive a lot. Yeah. Well, Twenty-five a year. That's that's good kilometers, man. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little more on the higher end. Yeah. I drive, but you are driving. I'm distance. driving at least thirty minutes every day for work. Yeah. Then thirty minutes to come do this stupid thing. <laughs> then <laughs> thirty minutes if I want to see any of my friends <laughs> then 30 minutes to go to school every day so yeah i've been you doing a lot of driving car. yeah i fucking live in it's terrible come to negotiations though you guys talked about you got good deals on your car mm-hmm. how, how do you go about the negotiation like when you get in there what's your mindset like are you sitting there ready like okay i'm not gonna budget anything this guy throws at me well you always never pay what they're asking yeah if you go in there like that sounds fair you're (laughs) fucked (laughs) you're the sucker yeah yeah. obviously do your research check other places of what the car's going for if you want to buy new or slightly used check other dealers in the area see what they're selling for i'll tell you right now i've been going to georgetown volkswagen but the mississauga one those guys i feel you're right i feel if you go to 
places that aren't busy, they'll、yeah. have more leeway to give you something. Something about Mississauga, I don't know if they get so many customers that they don't, you, they don't need to negotiate with you, but it's just like every time I've w e n t there, it's like, no, no we、care. can't do that price. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry. And that's it.、They'll, they are willing to let you walk out. So if you don't have luck at one dealership, go to another one. If you really want a specific brand, yeah, try out multiple brands. My worst, my worst time was the Subaru. I literally Which went. Which one, Mississauga? All three of them. Oh, yeah. Actually, there's two in Mississauga. They told、right? me、uh, Mississauga, Oakville, and I went. I, th- I don't know if there's one on 401 and.、Uh, Mavis, there's one there. Yeah, yeah, no, no. 401 and Dixie. Okay, yeah, I know there's a bunch of dealerships there. I'm not sure what's there. But、uh, they would not budge, man. Yeah. I actually h a d a friend of mine works at Subaru.、Uh, he's a mechanic. Yeah. And I told him, I'm like, what? I'm like, why is no one giving a deal? He's like, buddy, he's like, this time of year. Really? Especially foresters, they know they're, go- they're gone. They're not going to waste your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So maybe buying at the right time is another thing to, to look at. Yeah, for so sure. So, what, 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 what would be the best time to buy a car? Because like, I know everyone wants to buy it for the summer. I bought my car in the middle of the summer. Is that like the worst time to buy? You know what's funny? If you, if you buy a summer car at the end of summer,、yeah. it's a, the best deal. Okay, so I got it at like, you know, end of July. I don't know. I, th- I think I got a good deal compared to like, my friend who bought the exact same car in April, May. He paid like $500 more than I did, or $1,000 more than I did, but he didn't get the $1,000 like, lane assist package. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, so I don't know. My, my advice is like, yeah, there's a, there's a website called unhaggle.com. They're supposed to get, they give you kind of like what the dealer pays, what they ask, and what they average sell for. So, That's kind of a good way to kind of figure out where you're at. And I, and I went to the first time I test drove the Jetta, the guy gave me a price, and I think he was off, but that number was stuck in my head. So I was probably $2,000 or $1,000 less than what he was able to actually do. And、uh, I had that number in my head. And when I went to, to the other dealership, they're like, we can't do it for under, let's just say it was like 30, almost $36,000. And I'm like, well, I was told I can do for $32, $33. So I was in, stuck in my head. And they're like, sort you know, like, I don't know how he said that. I'm like, you know what? He might have made a mistake. And I was like, you know what? No big deal. We're good. I just I thought I'd get it for that price. And that's why I came in. And then I was like, you know, I'm like, we're good. You know, thanks for your time today. And then they're like, no, no, let me just pro-、uh, provide a, a counter. And then it's like, they came back with,、uh, Or, the, first off, they're like,、oh, how about you try for this price? So I put it down $34. Like, they have to present it to their manager. Did,、yeah. And then it's like, they came back, sorry, can't do it. We can do it for $30. If you want it, like, in two weeks, it's like $36,000. If you want it, if you can wait till September, we can get it for $35,500. And I'm like, sorry, that's like way over what I thought I was going to spend. We're good. Then the manager comes in and he's like, We'll do it for $34,600 after everything or with your trade in. No, they only give me $200 for my car. And you'll have it next week. And then he's like, has a handout, but they had to take off like some options. Once, once you see them take off like the tire security package, which they said they couldn't before, and like a few other little things that I'm like, why do I want this you shit? You don't even need that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then、uh, once they took that off, I'm like, I think I got a good deal. And because they had to raise the interest rate, because Volkswagen, that specific dealership took another 0.5% hit from the Volkswagen、uh, Deal they had going on.、Yeah. So they're like, well, we can't give you our specific deal now for that because of the deal you got. So I think I got a good deal considering the guy, the friend paid $1,000 more and didn't get that $1,000 package. Yeah. 
um once again they could have been like high-fiving like what a sucker we got yeah, rid of all those things <laughs> and, and and if they don't throw in mats that means you probably got a good deal because they can't afford to throw in mats so what are some questions <laughs> what are some questions you should ask the guy like how do you know that he's lying to you and being honest like what are some questions you can ask that you get a feel for it what are some little tendencies that you can pick up that you know they're fucking with you and that they could budge but they don't want to budge i think the only way to know is by like research like who knows maybe this guy's like a master salesman so you gotta <laughs> like go to another dealership and see what they're at. i think you need to feel out multiple dealerships yeah, you gotta do your homework and you gotta know what you're willing to spend and that's it it doesn't matter what he says what his manager says Mm -hmm. that's what you're comfortable paying i think that's the main thing should you be honest with your salesman or should you lie to him like i've always imagined the car sale as a thing of leverage the minute he knows that you really need the car he has the upper hand but the minute you kind of act like i want it but i don't really fucking need it so i can walk away at any point it makes them a little more willing to sell the car. Well, should you be upfront and honest, like, "Hey, I really need this car." Well, the thing is, there's other dealerships, so yeah, you can you can be upfront and say you need a car, but, but look, I'm at Volkswagen, but you know what? I could look at the Honda Civic. Exactly. I can look at the Corolla, or I can go to another Volkswagen, and like that's what you need to know. Because the guy basically said, "It's like, yes, you got a good deal." Um, I remember even joking with the saleswoman that sold the car. I'm like. Uh, so are you going to throw in some mats? And she like, she's like so mad. I'm like, she's like, are you seriously asking me for more at this point? And uh, the guy basically says like, I don't want you to leave here. You're upset that you didn't get the deal. You go to the other dealership and they offer and you, you walk out for 35. Like he's basically came to that point. He's like, so that's why I gave you this deal because you know what? You bought your, you know, a couple cars from here already. We want to keep you happy. So Oh, they smart. knew that I. They knew I was willing to go to another dealership. They know I've already visited another dealership, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, I was open about my whole car buying process. So, it actually, I think it helped me in that situation. So it's not necessary. Sometimes it's okay to be open and but, upfront. But don't if you're only willing to buy from one specific dealership, then don't be open. Lie. So it, keep an open mind, I guess. Yeah, oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, that's the best way. Like. Don't be locked into one specific car unless it's a dream car you really wanted your whole life. But at that point, you have to put on a, a show. Are there any tr- like tips and tricks you can do, do while negotiate, negotiating? I don't know. I think he, looking disinterested <laughs> is one of them. Always uh, threatening to leave. Talking- <laughs> Constantly like getting ready to get up. I'm out of here. <laughs> Flipping a desk, throwing a chair. Are we talking brand new or used? Oh, because used, I think that's where the biggest uh, negotiation game is. Absolutely. I mean... um, Yeah, because new cars, I don't think there's too much margin on them. No. Plus, like, with used, if it needs work, you can use that as, like, leeway against it to, like, Mm -hmm. get a better deal. Yeah. But for new, no. Just say, you know, what you're willing to pay and I'll go somewhere else. They love to hear that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's a good one. I wonder if they've, like, if they've had, like, training sessions. Like, okay, so when the customer hits you with... I could go somewhere else. You hit him back like, sure. But, you know, we have this deal only for today. Because they always do that. They're always like, you want this deal? It's like, okay, you know what? I didn't plan on buying a car today. But, you know, let me come back next week and, you know, we'll take a serious look. It's like, sorry, man. This deal's only today. I hate that one. I hate that move. What time do you close? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> with no intention of coming back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, really? Okay. <laughs> you can't be an honest You've been man in by this your car. damn country for how long? You don't know what time things close. <laughs> I have two really good stories about people buying a car. Uh, one of them was my friend's dad was looking to buy a car, and him and his wife went and they sat down. And the guy started talking prices, and he instantly was just like, all right, hon, here's the keys. Go start the car. Let's get ready to leave. <laughs> He's like, we're not going to be here that much longer. It, yeah. Right in the middle of it. Solid play. I like that. It's a <laughs> <Yeah>. power play. <laughs> the guy instantly was like, shit, I'm losing the sale. So he started to budge a little. The other one was um, it happened at Bud's BMW. My uh, buddy went, his dad went to get a M5, an M-series beam, Beamer. Yeah. He basically walked in and just said, this is what I want. You're either going to give it to me and I'm going to put this much down right now as we speak, like up front, mm-hmm. or I'm fucking leaving and I don't give a shit. Yeah. And the guy was just like, what the hell? Like He probably knew, like he probably had an inside tip on how to buy it for that price. He was so amazed. He's like, I don't think that's humanly possible for us the guy had to call the sales manager the sales manager had to call bud himself like the owner Mm. to get approval to do it but he got the car yeah he's like literally it took them an hour and 30 minutes of the hour was them getting the approval that's not bad because like i spent like six seven hours getting my car that day really yeah because like after the test drives and like she's a little bit slower on the on the test drive like and this is one thing as a salesperson, you can't do this. I, I'm like, I wanted to drive the GTI. And she's like, uh, you know, we don't have, like, we have one, but, like, you don't want to drive it. I'm like, no, I asked you. I want to drive the goddamn car. And I don't think the salespeople should go with you. I think you should just give them your keys and whatever. Yeah. Like, just let me drive the car my way. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I did. I did drive the car while she was in did the you? car. Thing. Oh, yeah. She couldn't drive standard. That's why she didn't want it. <laughs> so I pulled out the car from the back lot. Oh, that's awesome. It's like, yeah. if you're to get into car sales, you should be at least be able to drive it so you can talk about manual like you know what you're talking about. Uh, you have to. Yeah. When you go to the negotiation, is it important to bring someone with you that's kind of been through the ringer and bought a couple cars, has some experience that can sit there and be like, you're not getting a good deal, kind of pressure them? <laughs> it, it's good, though, like to kind of talk. Yeah, It's good to have that person to talk to so then they know it's not like... That's how you do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the caddy. It's like the Seinfeld episode where Kramer yeah, has the caddy. The car caddy. Yeah, it's he's like just the, sitting there. He's like, get him to try the glove on and the the case. Get her to try the bra on. Like the dis- <laughs> like the just standing there with the disapproval. Nod. Yeah, just because no. then you can. It's like a good cop, bad cop yeah. for buying a car. <laughs> it's like you're gonna give me the best price. So see, um, yeah, I don't know. I, if you don't know how to buy a car, absolutely. Like, bring someone who's bought a car before. Or if you need a cosigner because you're not working and you're in school, that's another good reason. Right. Um, yeah, it's not a bad idea to have a second person, right? Because it's like now they have to convince two people that's a good price. I like the I like to bring the second person because if you're unsure, and I like to bring someone that has no stake in it. Like, really, they don't give a fuck yeah. if you're going to buy the car or not. Because they can objectively tell you it's not that good of a deal you can walk away yeah you don't need all this stuff you know this fancy stuff they're trying to tell you this yeah. new technology which you don't need like they can sit there and just be like dude stupid don't do that like i'm telling you now just like from the outside and i think that's a good 
thing to have when negotiating because you don't want to get taken to the cleaners when buying yeah, a car. No, I think I think one of the biggest uh, ripoffs is when they s- try to sell you the uh, rust proofing. Is it? Yeah, I remember when I used to work at the dealer, they used to sell this like rust proofing module. Oh yeah, yeah, the magnet like that you put on. bucks. Yeah, yeah, and we all made we all laughed at work. We're like, we have to install this eight hundred dollar blinking light because <laughs> all it did was blink. I don't know. Would they try to say something with magnets or I don't know? It just I, I don't know. At least with 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 BMW, those yeah. cars, the the bodies treated so well. Yeah, they don't rust. Do you think? Well, is that just maybe because a lot of people? They might have a second car, like an SUV, instead of... No, no, honestly... Driven Beamers, through the winter? At least I know Beamers never rust unless you get into an accident. Yeah. And whoever did the paint job didn't do a proper Well, that's job. with a V-Dub, same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, VW's yeah. pretty good with their body. Uh, yeah, yeah. At least they used to be. I don't know why they switched to seven years. Yeah, that's yeah. my concern. But they... Uh, I got into an accident, and then because of that, my car basically just rusted. <laughs> yeah, man. Rusted like crazy. They're, they're really well built. Yeah. Have you heard any really good funny stories of people just like absolutely having a meltdown when meltdown. trying? Yeah, just like messing up massively. I, I know which, a mess up, but not a meltdown. I have uh, some pretty good stories from when I used to work. Yeah, let, let's hear it. I have always... a better one. So let, let's 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 do like a little bit of an appetizer with my story, and then we'll go to yours. Okay. So I have a friend, and they're, so they're... there's this guy. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. I have a friend, and I remember, like, he's, like, saying how they got this car, and he's so proud of the car they got. But they did, like, the the opposite of the unwritten rule where don't take their price. They literally just went in. They're like, yep. Okay, we'll pay. And this was, like. Sounds good. It was, like, 15 years ago, and they paid for not even, like, the fully loaded. It was, like, a sedan. They paid, like, $36,000, $7,000, and it was, like cloth interior like it was nothing special whatsoever whatsoever and it's a domestic car i'm not gonna say in case my friend's listening but they got taken to the cl- it was like 36 37 000, and they i don't know what the interest rate was they paid it off over four i think it came up to like 40 grand after everything oh my god and the car he probably could have got it for 30 i could imagine That's them being so there just bad. like I feel bad buying it for this price. It's like, oh, we got 15-inch rims. Like, oh, yeah. But you fucking paid what you should have, like, for a 17-inch with leather and everything. Some people, they don't think, man. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's hear the, the good stories from the dealership. Okay. So, uh, one time, uh, there was a customer. He bought a brand-new 750 Okay. So, he's BMW, got money. Okay. It's like $130,000. I think car. at that point, those people probably have more money than they know what to do with. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So anyway, they're in the they're in the, the part that's called uh, the pickup, the new car pickup area. Mm-hmm. So the salesman, he sits with the, the guy buying the car and he's teaching him how to use everything, right? So they're in the car, they're trying to figure out, and then uh, the car's running at yeah. this point. So... Uh, they're learning how to use it, and then all of a sudden, smoke starts coming out of the kidney grills, and the and the electric fan under the hood caught on fire. So, after everyone put it out, the owner of the car, yeah, he took his plates off and walked out. Wow. Yeah, he told like he demanded his money back. Well, I mean, that's a good reason for it. Do you know what I mean? I think at that point, 
any deal is probably void. Uh, As for a car that doesn't light on fire, that was specific. <laughs> I know you didn't specifically say that in the contract, but I think it's a fair, you know, fair. I think thing it's to ask implied. For. Yeah, yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> and then oh, wow, another, another time a guy, uh, I think he was le- uh, leasing a car. Yeah, and he, he got a lemon. Like it was really <laughs> bad, right? So he got to the point where it was time for him to come bring the car back. Mm-hmm. He was so mad with this car. <laughs> he drove the car. So we had, there's two doors, yeah. like service doors to go through. This guy drove through the right one, parked his car horizontally <laughs> to block any other car coming into the dealer. He locked it. He ran out the front door and he threw the keys on the QEW. <laughs> That is an angry man. He was so pissed. And I, I always laugh at that story because I just remember they took all like the all the kids working there with yeah. like 10 jacks li- trying to lift and push this car out of the way. How did it work? It probably worked pretty I've easily. Ever heard. It was honestly the funniest. Something <laughs> about angry people. It's, it's like... <laughs> cars and anger are go hand in hand yeah yeah no, you know what though we gotta tip our hat to that guy like he didn't do anything terribly wrong he parked it horizontally just, and just threw the keys just like severely inconvenienced the dealership <laughs> for like six hours it's like i put up with this shit for two or three years yeah. you can put up with this shit for your day <laughs> and uh <laughs> that is fucking incredible i have more stories if you guys want oh man to. please <laughs> this is I'll hilarious i'll do one more so uh, I'll do two. So there's this. There's a we hired. We hired this guy from like, like an active green and Ross, right? And he's a retard. Like he really didn't know yeah. what he was doing. So we gave him an assignment. He's like, oh, there's a car. There's a car in the drive-through. The guy's complaining his shifter is peeling. Like the leather is peeling. Yeah. Okay. So he has to go and replace the the shift knob and everything. So he goes and does it, but he replaced it on the wrong car. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you do that? The guy's like, yeah, the car's ready. So they go deliver the car to the guy. And it still has his old shifter on it. <laughs> good, good thing he's not like a surgeon, you know? Yeah. Was, or like a dentist. He took out the wrong tooth. I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, it was right there staring at you. Like... <sighs> And one more quick story. Uh, This happened to me. So I had this lady. She kept complaining her car. It was a brand new, like, five series. Her car was making these creaking, moaning noises while you're driving, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm driving the car. I'm like, I don't hear nothing. Like, what's she talking about? And then uh, she came back another time. And then uh, uh, I heard something. I heard, like like, a weird creak. I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. So I was checking it for, like, a couple hours. And turns out her kids put a Halloween CD, like a sound CD in her <laughs> CD player. And the volume, she says, I don't listen to it. I don't listen to the radio. Uh-huh. Right? So she thinks it's off. So okay. all you hear is this, like a door opening. like a. <laughs> she was so embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. I, I, she probably didn't come back for She's service. Like, that Please place. don't tell him. I'm like, no problem. And then I told like everybody. <laughs> And now it's on a podcast yeah, for it was, everyone. It was really, I had some really good times working there. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, 
that's what I kind of miss about like not you working with like a bunch of guys with like just like the fun jobs like that, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, so I don't know if I introduced you to my friend Donato. I think so. That name's very familiar. He hasn't. He's not in uh, mechanics anymore. But uh, his mother yeah. used to pack him a lunch, yeah. like f- enough for like twenty people. <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, share with your friends. I'm like, what are you, Fred Flintstone? Like, what are you gonna do with all this? So, and all, all his food was like wrapped in wax paper, right? Oh, so yeah, I, yeah, I, I know call, what you're talking about. I call, you know, the Teflon done. I call him wax paper done. Yeah. <laughs> right. So one day, uh, he would throw out his wax paper, but I, I would keep all the sheets. Like I hid them. Yeah. In my toolbox, because I knew. Because sometimes you have to get some papers out so he uh in his print i put the paper in his printer <laughs> and he's printing no out he, he can stick the wax no. paper right so <laughs> he's printing out instructions <laughs> of how to fix something and he's like what the hell is this <laughs> and it's all his wax paper getting crumbled out of the, <laughs> of the printer it was, a, it was really funny see that's the best part about working some of those that like a mechanic and shops like that oh yeah you have just, a lot of fun yeah like we had we build bikes where i work and so one of the guys would bring his own toolbox or his own tools and mm-hmm. he'd put them in this plastic box and he'd then leave them in the store and he'd put them in an area for only him and so one day me and one of the guys found it and he was gone for the weekend so we're like why don't we take it put water in it and then put it in the freezer so the tools freeze in the water uh-huh. and so we did it and he spent all morning on monday looking for his tools and we were just like you should probably just maybe check the fridge maybe someone was just fucking with you and he opened it up and his tools were frozen solid because of us in the toolbox the yeah. i can imagine he if he if he's like the people i know that would bring their own toolbox to a job that doesn't need to bring your own toolbox he's probably very upset oh he was fuming yeah. there's like those people it's like you know you're building bikes what do you, you've got probably the tools in yeah. shop and he brings his own toolbox we used to do that to the apprentice kids we would take the torch and light a, a wrench on like really hot okay and then take it off like hey pass me that wrench. no way i'll <laughs> like, just <laughs> home alone here yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny i wonder if the guy who wrote home alone worked at a shop or yeah. he might have man fuck and uh, i also remember this one guy he it was his first time changing a, an engine yeah oh and right before he was starting it, he was so nervous right so i'm like talking to him and i got my other friend to hide behind the other car and he started the car, and my friend would tap the muffler with the wrench. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, ding, ding, and he's, like, hitting it, and he turned it off right away. He's like, oh, my God, what was that? <laughs> oh, man. So. That's this week's podcast. We're ending on a good, funny note. But before we wrap everything up, we got to get the golden unwritten rules from all of us. Luca, what's your golden unwritten rule? Uh, keep your options open. Like, really keep your options open for like new versus used and like even brands don't be brand loyal like so i know like mon- monogamy just with the car no, it's isn't monogamy one person is it i believe so i don't i can't remember it doesn't matter yeah just keep your options open because like i know i'm kind of sound like a hypocrite because i bought two vw's in a row but look at everything that's that's my golden unwritten rule for buying a car 
Martin, do you have a golden unwritten rule? Yeah, I would just buy a BMW and just okay, just get it over with. You're getting a proper <laughs> car. So if I'm looking at a WRX, you're telling me, or an STI, you're, you're telling me go BMW? That's a different situation. <laughs> <laughs> to your point, monogamy is one person, so don't have monogamy Don't with be the monogamous car. with your yeah, cars. Yeah, don't. Uh, my golden unwritten rule, always be willing to walk away. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really important. I think that's it's hard key. to do. Yeah, it is. But you guys stick to your guns. Know what you want. Know what you're gonna spend. And you can always were, go back. That's yeah. the thing, right? Like, uh, <laughs> like you're. Let's be real. They want to sell you a car. It's not like they say it's a one day deal. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, it never is. It never is. If you like this episode, you can find this podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, and Apple Podcast. Yeah, it's what at. Uh, we also have it on ltdpotential.com. It's been updated. Yeah. You can see all our podcasts. Our new website, yeah. Google Podcasts. Basically, anywhere you get your podcast, guess what? We're there. You can find us. You can check us out on Twitter at... The Unwritten Rule Podcast? Yep. The UR Podcast oh, is our ad handle. The UR Podcast. And on Instagram, where we post more frequently than Twitter, at the Unwritten Rule Podcast. Yeah. Please like, subscribe, leave us a review. We'd like to hear what we can improve on, what we're good at. What Let we're... us know. Let yeah, us know. Yeah, don't tell us what we're bad at because we're really terrible with criticism. And, you know, <laughs> hey, if you hit up to us with an idea for an Unwritten Rule episode, we will do it. We'd gladly love to take your ideas and make episodes from them. Yeah, we'd like to hear your thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now... I think we're going to have another episode in a couple weeks. I think we'll we're back. Yeah, we're back. We're yeah, back. we're not going to be gone yeah. like we were this summer. We'll be back. Yeah. Uh, I guess a thank you to Martin and yeah. Albert's, uh, I guess, Albert's Auto. Is thank your, you. Is Absolutely. your place of, uh, of business. Yeah, can Anyone, they find uh, you on Instagram or Twitter or any social media? For yeah, we're on Instagram, just Albert's Auto Oakville. Albert's Auto Oakville. And we're on uh, Facebook. You you are? I haven't seen yeah, that one. Yeah. I gotta look at that that's one. That's the same thing as our on Instagram. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, if you need your car to get fixed, anything like that, bring it to Albert's Auto. There's a great sandwich shop across yeah. the street you can go to while your car's getting fixed on. Yeah, there's a brand new Marshalls that open across the street too. Yeah. Right? You can go shopping, yeah, go have shopping. a nice lunch at Firehouse Subs where we went. Yeah, it's actually a great little plaza to have a shop. Yeah. Yeah, it's there. So thank you to all our listeners. Genuinely appreciate it you for listening and remember all you hagglers or car hagglers frank always does this i don't know yeah he always has like some wacky punny catch line he, he preps it he preps it he pre- preps that yeah you know what rules. thanks for listening no 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 well we gotta say the line uh, yeah go ahead lucas say the line rules are made to be broken but you can't break the unwritten ones